When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for Analog Talk comes from the camera culture website casualphotofile.com. With in-depth reviews of interesting cameras and legacy lenses, film news and profiles, industry retrospectives, and a unique editorial perspective. If you're into cameras and photography, this is one of the best blogs around. See more at casualphotofile.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest, we have Shelby Diamond. Hey Shelby, thanks for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. So I have a lot of stuff to ask you on this episode, but yeah, we'll same, same. we'll start with um, can, for for those of our listeners who don't or aren't familiar. Can you give us kind of just a background on how you got started and yourself and all that that fun stuff? Okay, um, sure. Yeah, so I started shooting I think ten years ago. Um, I was sixteen in high school and. Um, I was taken out of high school because um, of some religious stuff. My parents decided that I wasn't supposed to be around those people. So I (laughs) was, yeah, so um, (laughs) I lived in rural Michigan on a dirt road and there wasn't much for me to do because I wasn't really homeschooling either. I was just kind of like hanging out. And so I found my dad's Canon A1, not AE1, A1. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> and uh, I started my first role of film was like icicles and my cat. But then I started taking <laughs> self-portraits because I was just like hanging out all the time. And then I got a GED and took um, traditional darkroom courses at the local community college it was along like along with like art history and other fun stuff like that so that's kind of like my background um with how I got started shooting and then when I was 18 I was like peace out and I moved to the bay area and Cali. yeah <laughs> and um, changes everything <laughs> it does and uh, I had all of these awesome friends that I met on Flickr back in the yes, day the when Flickr f- days I talk yes. about the Flickr days all the time Flickr <laughs> the was the shit yes. it was awesome it was like Instagram will never be what Flickr mm-hmm. once was so um, true. But when I left my religion, I didn't have any really peep friends outside of it, except for these people that I met on Flickr, and I ended up becoming real life forever friends with these people. The and best. Um, yeah, so that was pretty great. I met up with them out in Cali and just kept shooting, and ugh, I just said Cali. Oh, no. No, I know. It's been a while. So, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, I never really stopped shooting, and I made it my my thing. That's awesome. So it was so it was always film for you then, yeah. 
It was never. Yeah, yeah. It really was always film. I remember. I remember even if we really want to back it up farther, like I remember we went on a vacation to Arizona when I was really young. It was right after my snowmobile accident, and even then I was shooting with film. I was like nine. Whoa. Man. Yeah. A purist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. You were definitely, weren't you like a featured Flickr photographer thing? Didn't they do like a little piece on you or they something did. like that? With your they did. They yeah, did. Yeah, and they made that. me censor that. all my stuff because they, oh, no. like, <laughs> they were like, you're going to be on our front page. Can you please like moderate your stuff? So I had to go through oh, no. individually. There's no easy way to do that. Like it's all, it took me forever. Oh my God. <laughs> so can we, I want to talk to you about like, it seemed like you pushed the envelope a lot with your photography especially your self yeah. self-portrait stuff was that like influenced what was, where does that come from well let's see um i never took a nude photograph of anyone or myself until 2000 2013 maybe but i pushed i've always pushed the envelope like I guess you would say. I remember I took a photo of my my friend walking into the river or into this lake and she was topless and I got in a lot of trouble for that. Uh -oh. Um, <laughs> but it was just of her back and it was really beautiful. Um, but I guess when I really started feeling comf more comfortable and um, inspired was around the time. I guess I kind of got like the push of confidence when I started working for Todd Heido. Um, mm. It was around, I remember I did first nude self-portrait like that summer, right before I started working for him. And then, you know, working for him is like pretty cool. And yeah, I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... Learned a lot and was incredibly inspired. And that, I would say, definitely gave me the confidence to keep going in that direction. Yeah. And and also, around the same time, I met Erin um, Wilson. She goes by Psychedelic Panda Party on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. She lived in the Bay Area. She still does. And we became really good friends. Um, and then also, my, my lovely, lovely friend, Brittany Marker, we all kind of, like, that's when we all kind of got together and met and started collaborating and finding a community like that where I could really, they could really embrace me, gave me the confidence to keep going. I deleted my first nude stuff, though, like, probably 40 times. Like, I would post <laughs> it up and then delete it and then post it and then delete it. Yeah, I'm sure that's like, it's like, it's like. I mean, I feel, you know, sometimes if I even, I mean, social media is whatever it is, but like I'll say something and post something and delete it just because I'm like, eh. Yeah. But like to, to imagine like being that vulnerable and like putting it out there and, and it, it is an art too. It's like, it's gorgeous. I, I was like obsessed scrolling through all your stuff the past week being like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of my first nude work wasn't even really sexual per se. It's much, yeah. it's really not. Like yeah. my whole, my book that I'm coming out with, like the, I would not say that any of it is sexual. No. And like, there's a lot of nudity in there. But. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get that vibe from yeah, what I, I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely way more than you know, like obviously the the nude part is is going to have the the stigma to it that everybody thinks that it's like a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely like an emotion that you evoke every time. Well, every time I see one of your portraits, I'm not like, oh, there's you know, there's her butt. It's kind of <laughs> like, oh man, what I can feel that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like it's like one of those powerful kind of, you know, 
you don't even notice it almost, I, at least for me. Like, it's not even kind of like that. I see something, you know, the art in it rather than the, right. the nudity. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I also love, like, the aesthetic of most of your stuff. You have, like, a cool, like, like I was like, what, when were these taken? In the 40s or now? Yeah. Or? <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. really, I, I love timeless images mm-hmm. for you, Greek. You can't you. You know, it could be any time. And also, I'm very drawn to nostalgic tones as well. Man, so so back to Todd Heido. How long did you work with him? Um, I worked with Todd for two years as his studio producer. I archived his entire body of work. Wow. What you've seen. I'm just, I'm I'm very jealous of that. (laughs) He's he's definitely in like the top five favorites of mine, you know. And he's just like, when I see his stuff, kind of just like, you know, your stuff, there's, there's, a style like you know it's Todd or you know it's like Shelby and stuff I just love photographers that kind of work that way that have a style like it's kind of hard to do Mm -hmm. that you know it's hard to have like a brand or whatever in photography because it's I don't know you kind of work one image at a time most of the time so it's kind of tough to do that Todd's really great because he's got like the his strongest aspect of his work I think is his ability of like the photo narrative his photo books are Mm-hmm. amazing like i don't think you can really appreciate his work unless you see it in book format i mean his prints are amazing i'm not they're super great but i think his strongest is his books yeah i agree i only have one i only uh the oh it's the houses i can't think of the name of it right now i have to look for it i know what <laughs> one you're talking it, about yeah it, it's just so broad like when you can do stuff like that when you can take pictures of houses but then like do nudes as well and it kind of still like work i don't know it's just crazy to have is it i just i is it the one of just houses or is it excerpts from Silver Meadows, like the big one? It's kind of like semi-autobiographical. No, it's, the, it's, it's just the houses. Oh, it's okay. not the, it, yeah. And then I have like a workshop book of his too. It's oh. kind of like he explains how he does things. But other than that, I they're too damn expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're works of art. Like, yeah. I feel, oh, yeah, I feel sure. really bad because I... I mean, now I understand why photo books are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. I'm publishing my own, I'm like, okay, well, now yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Is this, mm-hmm. is this your first first one? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It is really exciting. How's, how's that going? How's that process been? <sighs> it's been really stressful. And make- but now that I found a person to like publish the book for to make it for me he's been amazing and mm. working oh. with candor arts out of chicago and they're going to be like doing they're going to be almost like handmade i'm so excited oh wow. wow um and they were super cool to work with my budget and to work with the whole paypal fiasco paypal was like threatening to refund everyone because i was super sneaky oh, and no. did crowdsourcing without crowdsourcing i just did a pre-order i had had no idea they had a policy about that (gasps) and um so but then i explained what i was doing and i had to send them my website and explain to them i was like i told them what the book was about oh i see (laughs) probably because people try and scam like pre-order and then they never get put out a product exactly and i was like please this is 10 years of work (laughs) coming and I was like I'm yeah. moving to Colombia and <laughs> don't do this to me and so they've been really cool and they've been working with me I just have to keep them posted with stuff and then uh Candor Arts has has been really cool and they're working with the timeline and um I had to make 100 less so I'm only making 200 altogether. Wow. forever mm-hmm. which is super nerve-wracking but um 
maybe my next my next book is going to be Polaroids. It's, it's oh, going to be yeah. a completely yeah. different side of me. I'm really excited about that. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to like really take my time and figure that one out or have like a publisher do it for me. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the dream right there. Yes. Man, that's where I always get stuck when I'm like, you know, trying to lay out even like a little zine or something like that. It's just the, it's so much work. And I mean, it doesn't have to be. Obviously, it can be thrown together. But, you know, this is this is what we work for, you know, like this is what our passion and what we do. Like you want it to be perfect. You mm-hmm. want it to be the vision that mm-hmm. you've had for this thing, you know, cause I, I definitely rushed my first little zine book project thing and I'm so unhappy with it. You know, the mm-hmm. more time that goes on, I'm just like, why did I just <laughs> not take a couple weeks instead of just like pumping something out? You know, I just felt like I needed to be a part of everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody was doing zines. Yeah. So had to do, you know, it's like, I wanted to be cool too. So, but I definitely learned it's, it's a lesson learned, you know, now I, now I'm just kind of taking my time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with where the book is going. It's going to be a really nice book. And my boyfriend is a graphic designer. So oh, it wasn't like I had oh, to helps. do this by myself. He was <laughs> yeah. a huge part of it. And that helped a lot. So yeah. Having a good graphic designer is like half the battle. I feel like, <laughs> I really do. I really do. I'm like, okay, I can take the photos. I can print the it. photos. Yeah. I can assemble the photos. Mm-hmm. And then what now? <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so you said this is 10 years of your work. What is this? What's the, what's kind of like the narrative of the book? What is it? Is it like your portraits? Is it? They're all self-portraits. And the title of the book is Somewhere Between Psychosis and Neurosis, which is the mm. definition of borderline personality disorder. Um, I was diagnosed with BPD last summer, and um, it really made my photos make a lot more sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) um, So I and then I've been doing um, comprehensive DBT therapy for a year and one month now, and I kind of feel different in a really good way. And I feel like this Mm. is a good time to like solidify that body of work and make it into something because I kind Mm. of feel like I'm moving on to a different part of my work. Oh, that's off. That's amazing. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's you're definitely like closing the book, Mm -hmm. no pun intended (laughs) on this chapter. You're like, (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. I'm really excited. And there's going to be pictures in there that nobody has ever seen before. Oh Great. man, even better. Yeah. Do you have a timeline for that? Do you know when it's going to come out? Oh, yeah. I um finished the pre-order. I'm literally just waiting for some paper samples to come in the mail. I don't know if I want to do like um I'm just waiting for a few different samples and then as soon as I approve those, uh, they have the files and they're going to start working on it. And uh-huh. then when I come back from my East Coast tour um, in, on August 17th, I'm going to sign them all and ship them out to the people <laughs> who pre-ordered them. <laughs> and then I'm going to sell the remaining 115 later this fall once I'm settled in Columbia. That's so exciting. I can't <sighs> wait to, to see how that all goes. That's That's wonderful. Thank you. I can't wait to see how it goes too. <laughs> Man. Um, I also had a, a quick question about your um I saw that you do self portrait seminars. Yes. Well that's the that's been the goal. I I canceled the one that I was gonna have in LA this year just because I was dealing with so much transitional stuff 
that I couldn't mentally deal with it. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to, I think I'm going to try and make it, um, the price point a little bit more accessible across the board for people. Mm-hmm. And so I just need to figure out a way to figure that part out to make it so that would work. Because mm. um, the biggest expense was the venue, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Right. Do a lot of people usually have you done them before? Or is this like um, that was going to be my first one that I put on, oh, okay. but I've modeled on a lot of workshops mm-hmm. and I felt like it was time to do my own. And um, my friend Lou uh, he has done a lot of workshops and he was kind of coaching me through it. And mm-hmm. I have all of my notes that we did together. And so mm-hmm. they're all just kind of like <laughs> waiting there until I'm ready to do, do it for real. Yeah. If you, if so. you do it in LA, I'm definitely going to try and come, come. I used to go to like photo seminars all the time and I, I haven't yeah. been to something like that in a while. So that I was like, Oh, that'd well, be maybe cool. I'll do like a seminar rather than an actual workshop. Right. Cause maybe, maybe that's like, That'll be a good starting point. And yeah. I feel like somebody want, somebody recently told me that um, they knew a girl that would just say she was leaving, she was moving out of town, and then she would get all these gigs, and then she, and, and like, and but then she would just never leave. And I, but that's so true. Ever since that, I've decided to move out of town. I have been bombarded with all mm-hmm. these gigs and stuff. So I feel like maybe more people would be inclined to come if I wasn't in LA all the time. Maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or if you like that did it, sound. did it in different cities, like, you know, I'm going to be here for this seminar, like book them out. People yeah. would definitely come. Yeah, exactly. Man. So you said you're going on tour. What is, what is that? Is it like a modeling tour or is it a photography thing? It's like, both. You- I go and book, both? I book photo shoots in front of and behind the camera. And sometimes I just go and trade a small photo shoot in exchange for a location to take self-portraits in. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fun. It's a really great way to travel. Yeah, I was like, I was just thinking that. Because, um, like, there's a photographer that I've been really wanting to work with for years. He's based out of Baltimore. And um, he was, he saw that I was moving and he was like, I will buy your airfare if you work with me for so many hours. And I was like, yes. And then he's going to let me crash at his place and I'm going to go take self-portraits. And then I'm going to meet up with Cam Damage and work with her. And then I'm going to New York and um, I'm modeling in a workshop for George Holtz and Kim Weston, which is going to be really great and cool. That's fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's going to be really great. I'm going to see some of my East Coast friends before I go leave the country. And then I'm going to go to Michigan for a little bit before that, too, which is really great. I'm the most inspired when I go home. So, Man, I, I definitely feel that. I always go home at Christmas time and I probably shoot like 30 rolls of film. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. And it's the stuff that I've been looking at for years, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's like all brand new again mm-hmm. every time I go home. Especially around the holidays, all the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's so damn cold, though. <laughs> God, why I have to be from Pennsylvania? <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to be yeah. so ballsy when it came to being cold. But now that I've been mm-hmm. in California, live in California for forget years. it. Yeah. <laughs> it gets it gets to like 68 and I'm like bundled up. <laughs> I have like a terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Timothy, you should see these people in the wintertime. It's laughable. Really? Yeah. You'd be in oh, shorts man. and everybody's got hoodies and scarves and everything else. But <laughs> yeah. 
I see. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, being from Pennsylvania and then moving to Tennessee, it, it's definitely like 20 degrees warmer here. The The winters aren't that bad. You know, mm-hmm. if it snows, they shut the town down, you know, like for a week. <laughs> yeah. And there's like not even, you know, it's like a dusting of snow. The grocery store is <laughs> yeah. completely wiped out of bread and water. And and I'm just like sitting here like, what is going yeah. on? These people are crazy. Yeah. Live through a blizzard and then we'll talk. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. know. Live through like lake effect snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ice storm. Oh, my goodness. Well, they had ice for one day. It's so funny. I'm sorry. This is a photography podcast. We're talking about okay, ice weather. storms. But we, it, it's so ridiculous. I have to talk about it. They, it, it. There was ice on the ground. It was like freezing rain for one day. And everybody was like, ice apocalypse 2016 or something. Like, it shut everything down for a week. And it wasn't even bad out. I was just, I was blown away. Well, to make that, to turn that around to photography, like, Cold weather really sucks for Polaroid. Too cold and too oh, hot weather really yeah. sucks oh, yeah. for Polaroid. Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. yep, yep. And now you need that perfect 70 degree, 72 mm-hmm. degrees. Man, yeah, because I was just shooting some, uh, it was like two or three days ago, and it was 90, it was like when it was 96 with a 107 heat mm-hmm. index, and <laughs> everything was coming out super pale, like the images weren't you know exposing it was just coming out you could see that there was something there but it wasn't you know it wasn't uh, what, what it was film was it be. uh it's the it was the originals polaroid originals black and white oh. it's the 600 film i always shoot the 600 film with an nd filter in my sx70 so it's because it's it's i can find it anywhere you can find it at target so yeah i've never ever 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 gotten one of those nd filters to work like not the ones that you put on the pack it always comes out with it yep yep, or it um the one on the lens makes it always too dark every time no matter what so i always get sx70 film yeah i it's funny because i'm in the middle of moving this is random but i found my nd filters and i was like i'm (laughs) i'm gonna throw these out because i don't these don't i'm not gonna use this i'll just get the (laughs) right yeah yeah, I, that's really funny. I, I tried taking two self-portraits um, during my collaboration with Frank with the ND filter, and it came out both times with the film. <laughs> and I and I brought the changing bag just in case because I knew yeah. I was like this. I'm probably gonna have to do this, and sure enough. And so I was like, "Well, fuck this! I'm not doing it anymore." <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. I've never had a problem with it. It um the only the only issue I get is kind of just like smudgy fingers. Like when I just kind of pop it on, and I don't really have anything to wipe it off with because I'm just like my fa- my hands are always kind of especially in the summertime they're all like you know greasy yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I always I when I you can tell you can see some of the images on the last box that I shot have kind of a thumbprint <laughs> on, it, <laughs> on the. It's you art. can just see. Yeah, it, 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 worked. it worked for some of the shots, but it's it's funny how the weather does that, though, like how it just makes it totally messed up. Yeah. When I lived in Michigan, I always had a hard time with the impossible, like the really early impossible project mm. stuff developing. And also, I just was going through all of my Polaroids and sleeving them. That was a monumental task. But um, I saw a photo from the very first box of Impossible Project, and you could just barely make out barely. our faces. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. so crystallized, and I was like, oh, that's so sad. But also, like, they've come so far. I know, I was going to say, they've <laughs> come so far. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And also, I literally, as we were like all getting onto the Google Hangout, um, I won an eBay auction for three packs of Time Zero SX70 oh, film. No and yeah. I really hope it works. I'm so excited. Wait, what's Man. what's that? Did- what's Time Zero? I'm not familiar. Um, it's like one of the original SX70 formulas, correct? That's how yeah, I yeah. would know it. And you could you could manipulate it too. You could uh, yeah. Trying to think, do you remember those old things that you when we were kids that you could draw on and then but you like lift the plastic up and it, oh and yeah, the line yeah 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 yeah. What was that called? That's kind of. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. But that's kind of how the film is. You can you can kind of draw on it. You should you should definitely like Flickr search Time Zero manipulation or something like that. There's there's a couple artists like really really good Polaroid dudes that you know kind of paint basically mm-hmm. with it. You know they'll they'll take like a portrait. I think I've actually draw, like, seen it. Yeah. 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 It's it's wild. Yeah, I've been really interested in doing. Um, manipulation to my work and I've also been wanting to do stuff with gold leaf. I bought a bunch of gold leaf and I was like, I'm going to start doing stuff to my prints or my Polaroids with some gold leaf when I get to Columbia and I have time to like do stuff. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So did you research the area? Is there like dark rooms and stuff that you're going to be able to use or? Um, I'm my Are you building one? I'm building my own own dark room. I'm so excited. The dream. I've yes. been talking about that so much recently because I'm in the middle of moving. I'm like, Matt, what if we had this? I could set up in a larger somewhere. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm super lucky. My boyfriend's family has a house and they said that they have room for me to build my own dark room. Yes. So that's the plan. That's so cool. We'll never see Shelby again. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's a. I love that though that you do your own printing and stuff. I I love seeing that stuff because it doesn't get any more real than that. And like plus that part of it, there's so much more you can do with printing, mm-hmm. and you know it just makes it so so much better when you see like a big ass wet print exactly. that you made. You know, oh man. And what was the one of the greatest moments of my whole life? My friend that has no affiliation with photography whatsoever. Like we are kind of an odd friendship. We just happened to really hit it off. And he came to my last show and he was standing there looking at my prints and he goes, it's so cool to see photography big like this instead of on a screen. <laughs> and I said, it's like it breaks just, your heart a little bit. Like. I I I just hugged him. Yeah, I was like you yeah. have no idea what that means to yeah. me. Um, yeah, and then um, and then someone else mentioned that they had never seen a print other than an inkjet print, and mm-hmm. then they understood more so what it meant to versus inkjet versus silver gelatin or like a dyed print. So. Man. Mm-hmm. it's it's like completely different the detail is insane mm-hmm. like i i miss it i at the last place we lived at i've probably talked about this a million times on here but the last <laughs> place we lived at i had my own little kind of bathroom darkroom set up and it's just magic mm-hmm. every time you throw it in the developer and it's like no comes to life voila. yeah yeah yep, but it looks so much better the blacks are black you know yeah. like the whites are white it's not because with inkjet most printers have either like a magenta hue or like a green hue. And it's it's really ugly when you really look at it. It's 
I'm I'm like haunted by the ugly magenta hues in blacks. Like they're following me wherever I go, unless I make I, unless I make the print myself. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. Uh, I have one of those like Canon Pro 100 printers, and right when it comes out of the printer, it's it's like very magenta. But thankfully, when it sits and dries, it it kind of loses that a little bit. But mm. you can still see it if you put it up to a true print. It's it's just it's so weird how that happens yeah. that you know I don't even have a magenta cartridge in my printer and it's still red. <laughs> That's I don't even so weird. like how are you doing that? Yeah, it is. It's so, hmm. I don't know. So Shelby, you mentioned uh, a recent collaboration. Can you talk about that? Yes. So. Frank Ockenfels is this photographer that's based in LA and he's been in the industry forever. And um, I met him in 2016 as um, one of his, I would just come over and model for him. And um, I, we like the creative energy between us, like right away was palpable. And um, uh, we just had a really great time and would hit it off. And I would always leave really inspired. And he was always super supportive of my work and would talk to me like artist to artist, you know? Yeah. And um, and then the last time I modeled for him in his studio, he mentioned that he would just like to be a fly on the wall, like while I do what I'm doing, because he saw mm. he saw one of these self portraits that I did of my um, I forget what one it was, but he was like he said it really stood out to him, and um, he would like to collaborate with me in that sort of sense, and uh, it was just some sort of loose idea at that point. I didn't really know where he was going with it, but I was like, yes, let's do it, whatever mm-hmm. you think, whatever you want, <laughs> and and, um, and so we just started throwing ideas back and forth, and he's like, let's go get. Um, a hotel room and just show up with our cameras and like start shooting you do your thing and I'll jump in and we'll just collaborate and uh, that's what happened and we just we got a really cool hotel room downtown in downtown LA and um, just started shooting and the man has stories oh, he has yeah. stories <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> um, and it was really great. And I I really didn't know what to expect where he was going with it. I just mm-hmm. went, showed up, did what I would normally do. And he was kind of there in the background taking photos. And then uh, it just so happened that we got a room with across the street from this bank that had really reflective windows. So we had awesome light that no other room oh, would have man. gotten. Perfect. It was so lucky. Yeah, and, I would uh, say I was going to have I'd have the opposite luck where it'd be like, we, there's no light coming in. Now what are we supposed to do? It was crazy. Like we're in the middle of like this conversation and we're like really into it. And then we both look over and saw the light and just looked at each other and, and got up. Like, and yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be. Yeah. Yes. And that's so nice to have kind of like a behind the scenes of you doing what mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Because you know? we never get to see ourselves doing stuff like that. I mean. Unless somebody's taking photos, of yeah, <laughs> and and it's like the first of more. Like we're talking about the next collaboration, and we are also talking about possibly making a book out of whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I was going to ask make, you that. Yeah, he's yeah. making um, like he's making them into these journal type things, and um, oh. so I think that maybe. At some point, after we've done a few more projects together, we'll have some sort of solidified actual object that you could yeah. hold in your hand. That's so cool. 
it's like inspiring to I never thought to do you know like somebody else bringing something else in to just like stay inspired and like get all this amazing stuff just like two artists you know just making it happen that's that's incredible it has to be with the right artist. It can oh, get sure. really tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Egos can get in the way. Mm-hmm. You can get all like, but that was my shot. Or, you know, yeah. I've had... <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, so it, it's, it can be really, really, really inspiring. And it can get like, friendships can be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one... It's like a... It sounds like love, you know, it's exactly. either super passionate and, and, and wonderful or it's like heart wrenching. <laughs> Man, that's what uh, my buddy Joe, I heard him say somewhere. He was just like, I, I don't go shoot in crowd or with, you know, with a bunch of people because, you know, you're all going to be fighting over the same shot. And mm-hmm. I, I want the shot, yeah. you know, I don't want to give it up for my buddy. Like i you know, I'll give you the elbow, kind of push you yeah. out of the way. And that reminds the me of when I used I, to shoot shows, like being in the pit no, with like I, oh man, seven I other even photographers. Doing that. And I, you know, I'm little, so I was like, never, I, like, I did everything I could, like climbing up on yeah. my <laughs> camera bag and like pulling myself up and yeah, fighting I'll for give the shots. Not fun. So much anxiety. Yeah, especially because <laughs> they only let photographers in the pit for three songs. So you're like, I have maybe mm-hmm. like 12 minutes to get everything I need, wow. you know, depending oh. on the band. Yikes. And then you have all the competition. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. fun time, though. I kind of miss it. <laughs> I See, I could do stuff like that for non-staged shows, like going to, you remember the old like VFW yeah. hall, you know, or your best friend's basement mm-hmm. party show, like that kind of stuff I'd be into doing. But, you know, I'm just so anti- working for photography like i don't <laughs> don't i like you do not want to hire me to do something because i'm yeah. gonna be the meanest grumpiest person because <laughs> you're ruining what i love <laughs> by making me but I, I definitely respect that a lot for you shelby that you you know you're kind of you're an artist you're not like out there doing the wedding grind mm-hmm. i'm sure if you had some friends that were getting married you'd probably you know take a couple shots but yeah i don't ever really see in your instagram stories you being like gearing up for the wedding this weekend, you know? <laughs> i try to stay far 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 away from oh, yeah. weddings i've done them in the past and it's only been because these people have reached out to me specifically because they wanted yeah. my style. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And it's all worked out really well. And it was a lot of pressure. Um, doing it as a single single shooter is almost impossible. Yeah. And that's what I would do every time. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was. But they were always really understanding about that. And they understood that they weren't getting like your normal wedding photographer because i would tell them that i'm like guys like this isn't what i do (laughs) yeah 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 so be prepared (laughs) did you obviously you shot all that on film too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they really like polaroids that's like the thing that i think that people want from me when they ask me to do weddings so wow i love that though the year i mean what do you do you kind of shoot like all over the spectrum do you i know you shoot a lot of like hasselblad stuff and do you do th- much 35? Do you shoot much 35 millimeter? Um, I or? started out all 35. And then I when I started printing more, I realized printing medium format was like way superior. Mm-hmm. So mm. I kind of put my 35 millimeter on the shelf. And then over Christmas in 2016, my car was broken into. <gasps> and they stole my beautiful, cute little camera bag and my all my 35 no. millimeter cameras. So I went like two years... 
I went like a year and a half without one. And then this really nice guy on Instagram was like, hey, I heard you're looking for a camera. I have one if you would like it. And um, I got it a month ago and I've been shooting the shit out of it. Like I forgot how much I love 35 millimeter. I don't think I'm going to, I don't know. I think maybe I'll, I can get into printing it, but it's just a completely different feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah, so, but it's making me shoot every day, which is really nice. Um, But my main jam that I really, that I'm, like, serious about are my prints. So my Hasselblad is, like, my main camera. And then I always have my SX-70 with me, too. And then, for fun stuff, my Yashica T4. That's, like, always in my purse. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's Chris's jam right there. That's my my little baby. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it so much because I can put it in my back pocket. I can put it in my purse i can put it literally any and just always have it yeah and i've taken some one of my favorite photos is my little yashika my friend amanda fell down the stairs at the bart station in oakland and her like knees were all bloody like the most blood oh. i've ever seen and she was wearing the cutest little vintage dress and i got the perfect snap of her like holding her bloody knees and it's like one of my favorite pictures and i wouldn't have had that without my yashika so I need to get like a really nice compact again. I, I kind of went on a little binge because I'm trying to save up to do uh, another book like I was talking about earlier, do some book printing. And I just like rated everything. I was like, everything must go. And then now I'm kind of like, I want it back. <laughs> yeah. I had a really nice Minolta. It was a it's a like a like a mini clone. It's like one of those little it's just a point and shoot. And it, it was so convenient. It fit in my back pocket and. I kind of regret it now, but I'm I'm good. Whatever. I'm still. Uh, I don't need <laughs> to fine. keep. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you need to go to thrift stores. I found my Yashica at oh, Salvation yeah. Army for seven dollars. No way. No I, way. I go, see. I don't understand. I have been looking for one in a thrift store for like six years, mm-hmm. and I, I haven't even come close. There, like in the if case. that ever, <laughs> if that ever happens to me, I might like have a heart attack and drop dead. I did. Like. <laughs> It's gonna. I'm gonna like throw, like have a mental breakdown in the middle of Goodwill. <laughs> it was like, it, like I saw it from almost the opposite side. I was like, oh, yeah. come to me. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I would like start sweating and like running and like looking. Who's who sees it? There's gotta be somebody else who's gonna get it, grab it first. Oh man, and it's so funny. And then that like little old lady's gonna go in front of you, looking yeah, at like yeah. the alarm clock, and yes. then like somebody's gonna snag it before you can get to it. Or like the <laughs> workout videos from yeah. Oh yeah. Or the shake yeah. the shake weight. Yep. <laughs> our uh, our goodwills have been so busted lately. I went oh it was like this past weekend I went and there was nothing. Not even like a broken camera. Like usually there's like the broken ones like thrown down on the ground, but you know, there's nothing. It's it's really catching on, man. I think it's you know everybody's a, a film photographer right now again. So yeah, yeah but I like so. I like the term that uh, I think Bert says a lot. Like camera, he calls it camera rescue because I'd rather somebody yeah. somebody get it and shoot it than a Sheikha just sitting there and not doing anything. You know, if you th- think about oh, it like that sure. way. Yeah. I'm really worried about when I go to Columbia. I have no idea what oh, yeah. is going to be available. I heard that film isn't that really high in demand, so it's kind of hard to get it. And oh. importation taxes are going to no. be oh, something. So I'm going to try and see if I can get like my 
get all my stuff shipped to my dad and then he can send it yeah, to me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Work around. Yeah, I'm going to try and figure out some sneaky ways. <laughs> you need like a GoFundMe for film right now. I know. <laughs> I we know. all do. <laughs> I know. But you know what really... I know that somewhere in the world, some person has a vat of original Polaroid film just sitting in their basement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just sitting there, and like they don't know what to do with it. My dad, he used to buy and sell microscopes on eBay in the early 90s, like when eBay was new. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, he had, I remember he had all of this Polaroid film, and he threw it all away, because, but <laughs> I wasn't shooting it yet. Yeah. I didn't, we didn't know any better, but it was like two huge boxes of it. And to this day, we both talk about that, about how we just threw it away. <laughs> it's, it's like one of the like timing things, you know, like yeah. you just missed. Ugh, that sucks. And I, I still think about it was right at the end when Polaroid was going out of business. Walmart. Oh, I had, remember that. Had yeah, they had like crates and crates of them throughout the store. There would just be these Polaroid pyramids like every other aisle. And I was like, oh, $40 for a camera <laughs> and like 10 packs of film. Ugh, I'm not going to do that. And next thing you know, it's gone. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I should have bought one of those entire pallets of mm-hmm. film. Like, yeah. why didn't I buy it all day? <laughs> I know. Let's put I on know. a credit card and worry about it later. Yeah. I know. That's what I have a I have a friend. She shoots the Polaroid Type 55 film. She's a large format photographer. Uh, she was in that. She was like one of the testers of the new 55 too. Mm, okay, so it's not who I was thinking of. No, I did, but she yeah, she did the same thing. She like remortgaged her house so she could buy this like she bought like fifty thousand dollars worth of it or something <gasps> crazy. She's, she's got my like hero. Four, yeah, I mean, and she's like, I'm in debt and I have to work seven jobs for the rest of my life for this. But like, her, you should see her work. It's like the most incredible stuff I've ever seen. Like, it's definitely worth it. Like, if she never does anything else with the rest of her life, that was like the best decision she's ever made. You know what I mean? So. I'm right. I'm. I support her wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's like I'd rather be poor and happy than yeah. rich and. Polly, that's it. Polly Chandler. Hey, oh, <laughs> Polly, and her, was... her name's adorable. Yeah, you should see it. Look her up on Instagram. I like will. she is, she's the real deal, and she's like definitely like super eclectic. Like she would be mortgaging her house for Type Fifty Five. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> no shame. <laughs> ride or die. Yep, I love it. <laughs> okay, I just had Man. to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back with a question from one of our listeners for Shelby right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Jordan Labaton. And he asks, how did you get the courage to do what you do? Shelby, this is for you, by the way. How did you get the courage to do what you do? I admire what you do because the message I get from it, which is screw everyone, exclamation point. (laughs) I'm going to do what I want and not care about what anyone else thinks. And then he did a thumbs up. How was the process? How was the process? Um, I think he's referring to my... So my background, I come from a very... Uh, religious background. They're, my family are all Jehovah's Witnesses. So when when I left, they all have to shun you. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> oh, okay. Um, okay. So uh, they, 
and it was a whole thing. And, um, and it is, it is my work kind of is kind of a big, like, screw all of you and your, uncon- yeah. <laughs> and your, like, conditional love and, and yeah. how you've treated me. Um, and honestly, it feels really fucking good because I spent my entire life feeling like something was wrong with me. And then when I finally, like, left Michigan and left, the witnesses, the organization, um, it took me five years to actually mentally leave the Mm, religion. And so I spent that five years like really afraid of dying in Armageddon type of stuff. Like I really believed in this stuff and, uh, and I felt like I was Satan's spawn. Like I felt really, really horrible for ever even wanting to approach like, um, exploring my sexuality or anything like that. Like that's really Mm -hmm. bad, really, really bad. And then I kind of had enough and was like, you know what? Screw all of you. Like, look what I'm doing. And um, I'm going to continue doing it. And, and then when I finally, no one really knew my background. And then one day I made this really long Tumblr post that I deleted like 15 times Mm -hmm. because I was scared. Um, but I kind of like came out in the sort of speak that, you know, I was being shunned and I was tired of all of this and that um, it's not okay. And a lot of my work, a lot of my presence on social media is actually being an active apostate and like speaking out against mm. the witnesses because they yeah. they do a lot of really intolerant, harmful practices like um, shunning family mm-hmm. members and like intolerance of homosexuality and stuff like that and harboring Jeez. child abusers. So, um, I, once I realized that it was more like a cult situation, I kind of felt less guilty that I had turned my back on God and was kind of like, you know what? I'm not a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Man. so, uh, and, so the process has been long and grueling and hard and scary and also the most rewarding thing. I was going to say it has to be, to be like super cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. And I've met so many people that I would have never been able to meet if right. I had stayed in that world. And um, I've, I've just had my life has been so interesting and fulfilling and it's all been because of photography because that's just what I if not I would just be like a Jehovah's Witness person that like maybe had an office job and goes door to door on Saturday mornings jeez Mm. And it's like <laughs> insane to think about because like even just I mean we talk about why we love photography for all everybody loves it for all different reasons but it, it you know comes down to like in the end like what our life is like because of it you know I f- yeah I feel like we're you know whether you're escaping something like that or like just being fulfilled every day because of it, it's, yeah, I just, I hope, you know, I always, I also talk about like this a lot. Like if it's not photography, you know, like it is for us, like for other people, I hope it's like, you know, the, the filmmakers that I'm friends with or like the writers that I'm friends with, like everybody's art. Like I hope it is what photography is for me, for them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And even like people that do pottery, like yeah. I love, I love following, um, people that do pottery on Instagram. Like that's one of my favorite art. Like I don't do it myself, but I think it's beautiful and I love yeah. people that are super into it. Yeah. Um, even something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that's just crazy though. 
Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Sean. But I, to answer your question, like, I think that that's what he was referring to when he meant that process. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> why, why I do what I do. Well, that was a, that was a great question, uh, Jordan. Thank you for... For yeah, asking that, you, for sending that in. Man, so Shelby, we also asks our guests what... Okay, you're on a desert island. You can take only one camera. One, yep. Maybe one stock, one, take one, one stock of film. <laughs> <laughs> do I have a dark room on this desert island or do I only Ooh. have a camera? That's a good question. We've never really delved <laughs> into it. Yeah. I mean, there could technically be like a little one-hour photo cabana down... <laughs> down but... <laughs> Yes, yeah, there's I a dark room. There's a dark room, yeah. You would be able to develop your film, yeah. yes. Okay. I mean, if there's a dark room, I would say my my Hasselblad so that I could make my prints. But if there was no dark room, I would say my SX-70 so I could have little Polaroids. Because <laughs> what would Man. you do with your film and stuff yeah. if you didn't have a dark room? You would need an instant camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you're like a, like a, like a hardcore SX-70 shooter because it's such a... It's such a great camera. And it always like, it blows people's minds when you pull it out too, that have like no idea what it is. They're just, they're always like, is it, is that new? And you're like, like, no man, it's like definitely from the 70s. And And I also love it when people are only used to seeing 600 like film Polaroids because they're completely different. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Man. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Really thought about it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for joining us, Shelby. This has been awesome to get to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been rad. Where can everybody check out your work and what you're going to be up to? So my Instagram is all one word, not Shelby Diamond, N-O-T-S-H-E-L-P-I-E-D-I-M-O-N-D. <laughs> my other Instagram account was taken down. No. So. So I'm not Shelby Diamond now. Um, and then <laughs> um, my website is my name, shelbydiamond.com. And uh, I would say the best place to follow me is probably Instagram because I'm always on there and awesome. doing my story and stuff. I have a Tumblr. Oh, and Patreon. Patrons oh, Patreon. Yeah, even, yeah. Patrons even have it. Like, they have all the cool stuff. They um, get behind the scenes photos and videos and selfies and um, special discounts and also like Polaroids that I would never sell to anyone else. Oh, cool. I'm really attached to my Polaroids. I don't like selling them, so I usually don't. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, even like. <laughs> I've been, you know, you're like, people are like, what is that? Like, oh, it's a Insta camera. You take a photo of like, take one of me. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, or like you do and you're like, oh yeah. And then you like want to keep it. And you're and they're like, oh, yeah, can I have it? So and you're like, to give it. Yep. oh, okay. Well now I have to take two, like one for you, one for me. Oh, I just say no. I say that I'll scan it and oh, send them the smart. scan. Smart, smart, Let smart, smart, email. smart. Yep. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> Too funny. I have no problems. <laughs> no. It's so funny. I got in a huge argument with a guy. I was doing the art crawl downtown here the one time, and I had I had this one frame that had five Polaroid shots on it. It was kind of like a little sequence. And the guy's like, "Oh, these are great. They would look awesome in my office. How much do you want for that?" And I was just like, "Man, Tiffany, he doesn't you know? go. He doesn't give away the originals." Yeah. 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 Well, I was like, you know, I'll I'll give it to you for like two hundred. And he's like, two hundred dollars. And I'm like. I was like, that's a steal. I'll never see those again. Yeah. You know, like, 
<laughs> I'm just trying to make a quick buck, but I mean, I'll keep them. Yeah, that's <laughs> get, too funny. Get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> like I would totally say to someone like that. Like, you don't get it. Never mind. Well, he was, I mean, he thought about it. He came back and I was just like, oh, man, I can do 50. I'm like, you can keep walking. But that's like just, <laughs> at the, that's like barely enough to cover two packs of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's back when it was like, you know, and it, it you could barely find yeah. it. You know, you had to wait until new stuff came out. Like, no. Yeah. Too funny. Too funny. (laughs) Timothy, where can everybody check you out? All right, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related videos on YouTube. So head over there. It's youtube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler. I know that's so long and ridiculous, (laughs) but that's what it is. Or you can just go to the search bar and search Timothy.makeups. And uh, this is where I usually talk about We Believe in Film. It's a little podcast I do that's just me, but I haven't done it in like three months but i promise there's some stuff in the works for the future so yeah guys go check out that stuff chris where are you at i'm uh crispy photo on instagram twitter and youtube um we are analog talk pod on twitter analog talk podcast on instagram and that's it all right shelby thank (laughs) you thank you thank you for hanging out and chatting with us this has been this has been amazing this was great good luck good luck on, on your on your big move and we can't wait to see what comes of that Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey, first off, I'd like to thank Shelby Diamond for being our guest. Guys, don't forget to head over to her Instagram and check out her work. Give her a follow at not Shelby Diamond. That's so good. I love that. But also, guys, don't forget, we have a Patreon, and we're going to be start rolling out video with our Patreon. That includes a live capture of these podcasts. They'll probably come out a couple days after the podcast, just because there's editing involved in that as well. Um, The only way you'll be able to catch those videos is if you are a Patreon. I mean, donate a dollar, you can watch these videos. How cool is that? So, So head over to www.patreon.com slash analog talk and you know there's a bunch of other tiers there we're going to be giving away stickers and pins we're also going to be doing live streams we finally got it figured out guys figured out how to do this whole live stream thing that's what's been kind of keeping us you know uh we there's a bit of a learning curve with all this stuff you know so head over there join our patreon And for all the Patreons who have already supported, thanks so much, guys. You continue to make this thing, you know, happen and free up some time for us to, you know, edit these things, bring on guests, and, you know, we do this for you. So, thank you, guys. And until next week, uh, guys, we have a bunch of awesome guests lined up for the shows here coming up. So, get ready for that. Uh, Super pumped. It's great to be back. We had a couple weeks off. So, yeah, until next week, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Later.